Welcome to this episode of the Two Book Girls podcast. I'm Nicole, and this week, Sasha is not going to be joining us. We have a special special guest, Stephanie, and we are going to be discussing The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins and narrated by Santino Fontana. Um, This is basically the prequel that was just recently released to the Hunger Games series, and it shows President Snow's life whenever he was a young teenager, and it kind of shows how the modern Hunger Games was shaped and what it started out with. Because what we see in the Hunger Games series is very different from how the Hunger Games were conducted in the first uh, 10 years. So we're going to go ahead. That's the short summary, I guess. And so we're going to go ahead and get into discussing the book Uh, there will be spoilers, so tune out now if you haven't read it and you don't want to hear any of those, but come back after you do and listen along. And I guess here we go. So, Stephanie, you want to say hi? Hi. Hi. Okay, so what, um, kind of, tell me what was your general feeling about this book? I did not really love this book. (laughs) It's a general feeling that I have about it. Um, when I first started reading it, I had to, like, get off of it multiple times to be like, this, she's really writing about the President Snow that we meet in the Hunger Games. Like, she's literally going to tell his story. Um, and so, I mean, I tried to keep going through it and reading it and not putting those two together so maybe I could try to be sympathetic or have empathy for this character, and it just it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I think we spoke at one point or texted about it, and I had to confirm also, wait, this is President Snow, right? Because I was also a little bit confused on the time frame um, because he's about to go into college. He's like, I guess, senior year of whatever their version of prep school, high school is. And um, it, I'm thinking, okay, so he's almost 20. And then we see them again at the 74th Hunger Games in the first one. And this is the 10th Hunger Games. So I'm thinking, I knew he was old, but I didn't realize he was in his 80s during the Hunger Games. And so I was just kind of, I was really confused that it was President Snow. No, absolutely. I kept checking, I was like, is this going to, is he a junior? Was President Snow a junior? And this is like his dad that like created all of this. Um, But you do end up learning eventually that it is his dad that created all of it. But Oh, yeah, you're right. I do remember reading that, but (laughs) I didn't actually put all that together. That, yeah, I guess his dad created it. And then he... um, his input is what changed it into what it became because it was it was just there was nothing real high tech about it it was um really just throwing brutally treating the district people for one not this like oh you get to go to this place and we're gonna put you up in this wonderful you know and have all these things happen and dress you up they were held like prisoners and like animals um before they went into the arena so it's a very different look than it was when we see it in the movie. Um, oh, absolutely. I, I, feel, I feel really confused. Maybe I need to go read the other books again, but I was so excited when I saw that this book was coming out. I was like, ooh, something else with The Hunger Games. Love that series. Like, can't wait. And I didn't really see the point of this book. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I guess it does help you understand kind of how the games was created or how it became to be what it is. And also kind of how the capital, you know, was able to turn around after the war and how, you know, things were done and changed and how they felt. And maybe you could understand the capital because of, you know, 
they had gone through a lot of stuff too and a lot of people had starved and different things as well um but yeah i didn't really see the point of it at all um and so i don't fully understand what she was trying to to do with this book and where she was really wanting to go with it and is there going to be more to this series where you see more because i mean it ends when he's first just kind of coming back after all of the things that he had done and so we're going back to the capital um and is not near where he's going to be president yet so and he was just barely starting to change the games when it happened yeah when it ended yeah, I definitely feel like it's almost has to just be the beginning of a new maybe three part series to this series because it felt like it just ended. I don't know. I when it ended, I was just like, okay, I don't really know what that was for. And some of it could be that it's been so many years since I read The Hunger Games, but I feel like this Lucy Gray character has to have some significance, but I don't know what it is. Because I don't okay, remember her being in I, the book. Yeah, no, I kind of tried to look ahead. And, or, you know, I, after I finished it, I was like, is she somewhere in here? Is she somewhere in these other books that we missed? And, I mean, I didn't see that at all. Like, I couldn't find anything. Um, and then you kind of also learned that, like, everything that Katniss does kind of reminds him of this love of his love, you know, alleged love of his life with all of the different things that she does and why the hatred for her is even worse because of, of you know, the Katniss that they talk about in there, you know? Um, the song that she sings, you know, saying in the book, um, Lucy Gray wrote. And so I guess it kind of explained that a little bit, you know, but yeah, I have no idea. And I felt like the ending was really rushed and yeah. it didn't make a lot of sense to me the way that it ended. And you keep trying to hope that like, oh, there's a glimmer of goodness in him, but everything that he did was for gain. It was not because there was any goodness in him at all. I know. Is there at any point in this book that you felt any type of sympathy for Snow? I mean, no. I mean, I, I guess there are times where I tried to, um, and I tried to be like, oh, you know, like, he, he walked away, he went to District 12 specifically to find her. I mean, he could have picked a di different district, right, where maybe it would have been better for him. Um, but he picked District 12, and I was like, oh, he's actually going to go be with her. Something's going to happen to her that is going to cause this, like, evil, wicked man. Like, maybe somebody in District 12, you know, brutally killed her, and that that's why it just got even worse or, you know, something. Um, but he's the one who tried to kill her. So uh, there's not a lot of sympathy that I felt for him that I can think of. I mean, he's just, he's selfish constantly. Everything is just about him and, you know, yeah, and how I, he can gain something from everybody. Yeah, I felt like he was a very, very shallow character, especially there at the end. And you're right, it was so rushed. But he goes from almost walking away. Now, yes, walking away from everything he knew was going to benefit him at that point when he was willing to do it. But he was still going to do it and kind of thought, like, I'm going to be with this girl who I love and all this kind of stuff. And that flip came so easy. So it was like his feelings were just super shallow because he went from the second he realized he could actually go back to his old life. And then he thought she's she realizes that now too. And so he's out to kill her because she's the last one that could basically get him in trouble. And he goes yeah. from loving her to like, okay, I need to kill her now. And I felt like that was a jarring, a, you know, change in his feelings. But I guess it just goes along with the fact that it, it was all about what he could get and who he could get it from. And to go back what you, uh, to what you said earlier, I, w I didn't think about that um, when I was reading it, but you're, you're definitely right. Part of the reason he was probably so anti-Katniss and so against her in District 12 was because of this. So maybe that does explain his 
instant hatred for her um, because she does remind him of her. And that, that, I guess, makes a little bit of sense. But I still have this feeling like she had to do with, you know, because we never find out what happens to her. That's why I'm like, okay, they have to have more of these books or she must show up in the other part of the series, something like maybe she went to District 13. These were the things I was thinking as I was reading because that's left really unresolved. He just like goes back. He gets to go to school. The end. We don't know what happens to her. Do we? Did I miss something? <laughs> no. No, no, you're Okay. No, I mean, I'm like, maybe. You I know that she clearly had to have gotten hurt because the Mockingjays, uh, they're, uh, they haul her out, right? After he's shot into the bushes or whatever. So you know that she had to have been wounded at some point. Um, and so, but other than that, I mean, he just goes and he doesn't, he doesn't finish off the job. So you don't really know if she's there or not. And so I don't, and I felt like, so she was going to run off with this guy, right? She's going to run off. She's leaving everybody, everybody she knows to run off with him. And then all of a sudden, like, how does she know? How does she instantly know instead of being like, well, maybe he did do this or maybe he didn't. It was just like, she instantly knew that he had, you know, that she was done with him and wanted to leave him. Like, I just didn't understand. I felt like it just didn't make enough sense. You're willing to run off, leave, you know, what was it, her niece or whatever? Yeah. Um, who she was responsible for, or her cousin or whatever, all of her family. And to run off with this guy, and then all of a sudden, you know, he says one comment, and it's, uh, it's even like, I thought like he covered it up pretty good, right? I mean. Yeah, I think so. And then for her to just think, oh, yeah, no, he must have, he must have killed him. Like, it makes it made no sense to me. I even went back and reread that whole scene again because I was like, what did I miss? How did she know? And it just, I did not, was not able to see something different than I read it the first time and it just didn't make a lot of sense to me that she was literally running away with him and then all of a sudden, oh no, I'm going to go run off and try to leave him because, you know, I just didn't, I didn't get that. Yeah, I, I kind of was like thinking about that too. That whole scene did not make sense to me at all. His reaction didn't make sense to me. Her reaction didn't make sense to me. And I kind of thought, you know, he's a bad guy. He's always kind of out to do bad. And I think that he sees that in other people because that's what he knows. And um, that it's possible something else happened in those woods. The reason that the scarf was left there, you know, like maybe someone else grabbed her. Something else got her attention. Something, I don't know. I feel like something else had to happen in that scene that if she does another book, we then find out that maybe it was a big misunderstanding. Uh, see, I don't think so. You don't think so? You think she was, she did no. realize and she was running away? Yeah, because even when he talks about, like, he remembered about how, what was it? Was it the niece, the cousin? What was it? The little girl? I think it's a cousin, a, a young cousin, but I'm not sure. But, like, how, oh, she always knows where the snakes are. Like, that was something that she was known, you know, like, and the fact that she left it right where she knew there was a snake, that he would get bit. Like, I feel like, uh, I feel like, I feel like she knew. I just don't feel like uh, the author did a great job of making sure that that was explained in a way because I don't, I don't know if she's going to write another one. I don't know. I don't feel like there's not much else to write. I mean, he just continues to be evil and wicked and continue to, you know, develop the games into what we see in Hunger Games. And, you know, like I just don't, I mean, he even talks about how he's going to marry someone who he knows he'll never like because that'll just make him weak. And so I feel like she kind of laid out this whole story where you, you know, so I just don't, I don't, I don't think there's going to be more. Maybe there will be, I don't know, but I don't think that I'll be reading it. Oh, that was going to be my next question. I was curious if there was more, would you read them? And I feel, I hate leaving a series, especially when I loved as much as The Hunger Games, like kind of left undone. And if she writes more books and I don't read them, that's kind of how I feel like I'll be leaving it unfinished. 
But at the same time, I did not enjoy this book. Um, no. I, at all. Like, it was very hard to get into. It was very, I would say the only enjoyable thing about it was I did enjoy Lucy Gray. I thought that she yeah. was, like, a fun character, a sweet character. But if that's the end of her story, it's a really sad character. You know, like, I, I almost want there to be more of her story but him I mean what do you think about I, just how does he even live with himself you know he ends up killing who quote unquote is his best friend which isn't really it was just someone he I was mean, he using called him his brother yeah he I called know. him his brother I know <laughs> just like what <laughs> but then he goes back and basically feels like he's doing a good deed by suctioning on like a leech basically to this kid's family so that they have another son, you know, when it's really he just wants their money. I mean, he's such an, a horrible, horrible character <laughs> without redemption. I mean, I there's nothing about him uh, at all. Like, I mean, did you ever have sympathy for him? Were you ever able to like connect with the character and be like, you maybe understood some of the decisions or the things that he was doing, like... No, I would say I maybe had more sympathy for the people of of the Capitol, seeing that it wasn't always sunshine and rainbows, but then almost it makes me hate them even more later on because they know what it meant to starve. They know what it meant for all these things, and they were uh, standing by and allowing it to happen to the people because they, you know, they just felt like somehow they were better and entitled. And so, but for him, no, I feel like every turn, even in his love for Lucy Gray, I want like, I really wanted to, because if you don't connect with the main character, I feel like on some level, and you can read books where the main character is quote unquote, maybe a bad, he does bad things, but you still love him. There was nothing lovable about him. There was no connection to him. And I really wanted to, so that I could somehow connect to this book. And time and time again, his actions were just hideous. I mean, he was just a hideous person. But I think like when you were saying, you know, about there's got to be more to this story, but like when you really think about her books that she's written, The Hunger Games, like it wasn't really a happy ending that anybody really got, you know, like, I mean, they were all devastated and, you know, traumatized and, and had gone through hell. And I think um, that's kind of the story she writes, though, like Lucy Gray went through hell and doesn't have a happy, happy ending. Just like, I feel like, I mean, yes, Katniss got with Peter at the end and they had kids, but you could, I mean, even at the ending, you knew she was still, still it, not right, you know, like. Right. It was more like they were together because what they had gone through, they knew there was no one else they could be with that could understand them. It wasn't like they exactly. were together. You're right. I remember that now thinking it's not a love story because it's, it's a tragic, it's a tragic love story if a love story at all in the, reg in the original Hunger Games simply because they, not that they didn't love each other, but almost they were forced together out of, there was just no one else that could ever understand them completely after what they had been through. And I guess it's kind yeah, of, it? you see that a lot of times, like, I mean, kind of, I guess, you know, in the real world, like people coming back from war and stuff and having a lot, a really hard time relating to people back in their normal lives because of what they'd seen and what they'd gone through. So I yeah, guess. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, so yeah, I think, I think that's why I think maybe this is going to be it because I feel like, I mean, that's kind of how she writes her books, right? She like seems to be more realistic, I guess, in the sense of how maybe relationships would turn out. And I just don't, 
I don't see her her writing another one at all. Um, that would be worth reading to me at least. <laughs> I just can't. I mean, and even towards the end, I was like, oh, like I was like, she's gonna run away with her, and something's gonna happen, and they're like, hunt him down, and she's gonna be dead, but he's gonna get saved because he's from the capital. And so that's just not what happened. I do. I did think it was interesting to kind of learn and understand the capital a little bit better, and to really kind of see how the games evolve um, to where they are now. I mean, I think it was kind of interesting to kind of see kind of behind the scenes, almost, you know, of where it all started and how and how they did it. Um, and I think it was it was kind of interesting um, how they let you know the students come in and have so much influence over them but i don't know i feel like he is no better than was it dr gall or whatever yes what was her? dr gall yes like yeah like maybe they're secretly related <laughs> i know he during the whole book he sees her as like his nemesis and she's this horrible wretched person and he's so oblivious he does not like he continuously attributes his actions to being something good or i mean he he's one of those people that just cannot see himself at all i know and then one thing i am curious that i don't feel like maybe if they did do another one i'd want to find out but his cousin tigress right right we see her in the third uh book of hunger games we see her in uh what is the third one called <laughs> uh, catching or mocking jay <laughs> mocking jay yes okay remember she hides katniss and Peta and like hides them and protects them in the in the capital, right? Oh, I don't remember that. I didn't know we saw her again. I didn't know yeah, if we saw any of these people again. Well, isn't Tigress the one who, remember, they're like, she literally looks like a tiger. She has whiskers, and they go to her, and she, like, hides them, and she's a fashion designer. Oh, you know and what that's, I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, I vaguely remember that. That's her, that's his cousin? I mean, that's what I was assuming, like, my daughter actually brought it up to me, because <laughs> <So, laughs> she's reading the series as well, and she's like, Mom, I think that we see her, and I was like, oh, you know what, I think you're right, but maybe it's not her. I don't know. Well, I do almost like I have thought about, although this book puts such a bad taste in my mouth, I don't know if I can right now. But I have thought about going back and rereading them just because I like I desperately want to put more meaning on this book. I want to be able to look at this book differently. I, I don't want to look at it so negatively. And I think we spoke about it before that this woman wrote this story that was so captivating to so many people. I mean, The Hunger Games was just a fabulous story, even if it wasn't a happy, you know, the happy, everything's wonderful ending. It was still a very intriguing, good story. And I just, oh, I'm, I feel so disappointed. It's almost like, why'd she write this and not just go give us something new from her imagination that we could fall in love with? Because... I I, how do you love snow he's so terrible and and she didn't try she did not try to make him likable i don't think well, she see, even attempted I don't, I don't think that she but i don't think that's what she was setting out to do though because i feel like even like with the way that she wrote the hunger games uh trilogy and the way that you know like you said you don't get the happy ending it's just supposed to be like real and you see their pain and you see and I think she was just doing that again, you know, showing this real person, you know, not real, you know what I mean, but like, and explaining this story and um, just trying to put maybe more understanding and meaning into the Hunger Games and why it was something, you know, because I feel like, I mean, when you read the Hunger Games trilogy, like you got, oh, you know, they're doing this, like, you know, to stay in control or whatever. But like, I think after reading it in, I mean, in the book, he has to write those papers and like, Gaul really gets in his head and makes them, what was it, the three C's, chaos, what was it, chaos, contract and what was the other one control right right um and i think i think i mean it was just more of like understanding that i think is i don't know like 
I don't, because I don't think that was the point of this book. Like, I, with the way that it was written, the fact that you really don't feel for this person, you don't, you know, I can't see that, um, that she had, like, this was written because she wanted you to connect with this character. I mean, because how can you? I just don't, I don't know. And I looked it up, and her name is Tigris, like, in the book. I mean, in the movie. In the book. Hmm. Maybe that's and what it, I'll do, is I'll go back and watch the movies again. Because I just, after reading this, I don't know, I'm, maybe because it was just such a downer, and maybe that is just the style, and with these horrible things, like, there's no real upside, and that's just the reality of this world that she created, and I I accepted that in the first series, so maybe that's just something I have to accept and see this book for what it is, because it, it does let you know how he got into that position, how he was able to gain the power that he had, and why he is so, like, tied to the Hunger Games, basically, like, why the Hunger Games being successful as a tool to control is so important to him. I think you see that now in th- from reading this book, that it's not yeah, just something that he came into power and was a thing they did. It was like, this was kind of his brainchild and it was his brainchild that brought him out of poverty and brought him to power. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's why, yeah, I, I don't, I can't see, but then part of, you know, sitting here talking about it more, I'm just like, man, but her name was Katniss, right? You hear that in there. She's literally singing the song that Lucy wrote. You know, like, maybe there is more of a connection that we just don't realize, you know? Did you ever um, go back and look at the um, Valley Song? Because I know the Valley Song comes up inside of this book, and I did not remember it as being the same song that Katniss sang that was called the Valley Song. No, no. She, remember, so the first song that she sings is not the same one. You see, she later on makes that other song after, um, Lucy writes the song after somebody was hung in the, you know, at the tree. So she actually sings two songs that you really like. I mean, she sings other songs, but you see the, the song, the Hanging Tree song, like, she sings it later on, and it's literally the exact same song that Kenneth sings. It is? Yes. Not the first song that you see her sing. Not the song that she sings on TV in the beginning. But when they're both in District 12, I feel like we did not go through what happened in this book at all. <laughs> well, no. Uh, that that whole thing. <laughs> well, no. That, that song, though, neither one of those songs sounded familiar to me. So I didn't think... And in the okay. Hunger Games book, I thought that Katniss called it the Valley Song. And so, and it's the first song she sings that she calls the Valley Song. Okay, so Lucy Gray sings the song on TV when she's first selected for the Hunger Games. And then later on, after they're both in District 12 again, he actually um, walked up to her, remember? And she's singing the Hanging Tree song. Right, but what about and the song she sings at the zoo? I thought that was the one she called the Valley Song. I think she did call that the Valley Song, but I they, they talked more about the ballet song, though, about how, like, the title of it or something. I remember something more in the book where I was like, oh, okay. Like, she does eventually sing that song. And what, you know, what I think is also kind of also interesting, I mean, Katniss sings during the game the same way that Lucy sang during the game. Like, there's right. just so many things that connect these two characters that would drive Snow absolutely insane. I mean, even in Lucy, Lucy Gray even has her hair braided at one point, and, you know? Yeah. Um, which I just thought, like, so there were all these, like, little things that you see that Katniss represented or did that, you know, naturally would make him absolutely hate her. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't, I know that those songs, like, I can't 
cannot remember. I feel like I need to go back and compare them because, yeah, I just didn't feel like they were the same songs. But yeah, the second song that she sings is the same song. So the song that she sings when she's sitting on the rock in District 12 and he kind of walks up on her and she's not aware that he's there right away. Mm-hmm. And it was after they'd hung the guy at the tree or whatever. They'd hung him and then I think what that next, that Sunday or whatever, he goes out and sees her and she's sitting on that rock and she sings that song. Okay. And one thing I didn't understand, though, so do you remember, like, she was singing the song, and then he talks about her connecting that to his brother that he killed. I didn't understand that either. Do you remember that? No, him connect him connecting that to his friend, Sir Janus? Yes. Remember, he went, so when he's, like, out there at the thing, and he's like, oh, she talked about the rope around his neck, you know, that I did that or whatever, because, you know, she was singing that song to him while she was out, like, running away from him. Um, do you remember that? Nope. <laughs> okay (laughs) yeah i i might have to go back and look at that because no i don't apparently like that scene seemed really rushed to me but obviously i wasn't engaged if like the final scene of the book i wasn't really there for because i didn't realize gosh i do kind of remember her singing maybe maybe in my head i just wanted there to be more meaning so i was hoping that like it was a misunderstanding and so i was just yeah. i'm remembering it different than what it really was well and one thing i don't um i don't know it was i don't know <laughs> yeah right here i looked it up where he talked about the necklace uh rope that I guess she she uh, she started singing and again and she's singing that song and she said um, wear a necklace of rope side by side with me strange things did happen here no stranger would it be and so and that's when he's like oh so you know like what I did oh okay oh one thing and she does actually sing it to him yeah and one thing that I thought was interesting is that okay I thought it was interesting but at the same time I didn't get it and it's the Mockingjay is that he's all about the the Jabberjays and what they can do, like, you know, he even uses a Jabberjay to record somebody. But his initial reaction to the Mockingjays is kill them all, they're unnatural. And, you know, then we see Well, because that- he couldn't control them. He couldn't control them. There was no way to control them. So is that what it was? I mean, that makes more sense. That Because then that ends up being, you know, the symbol for District 12. The symbol for Katniss is the Mockingjay and for the Rebellion. And um, it shows his, like, instant hatred for these but I didn't understand that that's why he was hating them. It just seemed like this instant dislike. Like, why would we have these things here? They're unnatural, period. And I was just like, ugh. But if if that was the understanding that you got, was that they were something he couldn't control, then that makes even more sense and ties in better to the other series. Like, whenever he saw that that was the emblem for them, it upset him because it was like, that was something he already didn't like because he couldn't control and he knew he couldn't control Katniss. Yes. And that's at least what I thought. I feel like, I mean, when he talks about it, he's just disgust and it just like, he had a need for control, like being able to control things the best that he could. And I think that because it was something he definitely couldn't control, there was no way they couldn't even catch them. You know, um, they had to go different ways about it because they just weren't something that he could control. But I will say this, the more that we've talked about this, I do feel like there's going to be more because I feel like, so, or, or at least something on Lucy Gray, right? She had to come back because why the Mockingjay, right? Why why pick that? Um, unless maybe she knew, you know, and knew a way to to anger him, right? Or maybe maybe somebody else who had been there knew how he felt about them and that's why. But it's just like, you know, how, how, how would they know the Mockingjay would, you know, that he hated it, what it represented to him? 
Right, because in the book, well, in like, okay, in the movie, Katniss gets the Mockingjay pin from the, you know, from the lady and the black market, that kind of stuff. But that's not what happens in the book. In the book, it's actually PETA's dad who brings her the Mockingjay pin, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I honestly do not recall that. I do feel like she saw it at the black market and she bought it, I thought. No, but, that that's what happens in the movie. But I believe in, and then she takes it to her sister. Oh, this will protect you, blah, blah, blah. But that's not what happens in the book. In the book, I, I believe Peta's dad bring, or Peta's mom, or I think Peta's dad, something brings it to her. And I feel like there has to be some right. tie-in to that. Yeah, now thinking about that, though, I mean, I'm going to have to go look up this Mockingjay pen. <laughs> but after thinking about it, I'm like, I don't know, like, you know, it, had, it couldn't have been a coincidence that, she was a Mockingjay if without Lucy Gray somehow communicating that back, right? I mean... Right. And then whoever, you know, maybe if if I'm remembering correctly and it was Peta's dad that brought it to her, then maybe it's a situation of... He would be old enough, right? right well, he's definitely older, so maybe he knows um, what he's doing with that. And maybe that somehow ties in and gets brought up because I, I'm... I know for sure the way it happened in the movie was absolutely not the case. And someone gave it to her. Pretty sure it was Peta's dad whenever whenever she got a visit from him before she left after the reaping. And Oh, yeah, maybe at the... Like, he comes oh, okay, and okay, visits okay. her and he says, we might actually have a winner this year. He's the one that says it to her. It's totally different in the movie. Um, and okay, so, wait, wait, I looked it up mm-hmm. and it says that... The mayor's daughter from District 12 actually gave it to her. The mayor's daughter from District 12. That's what it says. Delhi Cartwright. They're vaguely friends is what it says on here. I do not remember that. Oh, see, for some reason I thought it was Peta's dad. But I didn't think it was Peta's dad, though. I mean, they did say, you know, Peta's dad or whatever says, you know, they thought that she was the only hope that, you know, because they think Peta's a wimp or whatever. But, um, yeah, everybody's saying that the mayor's daughter is the one who gave it to her. It was a good luck token. Well, that's kind of interesting because... The mayor's, well, no, I mean, I don't really know how, if it ties in at all, but the mayor's daughter plays, of District 12, plays a role in this book. I don't see, that's what I'm thinking, like, maybe there is more connection. This is going to be, what is that, what is that guy who made the movie The Signs, and (laughs) there's going to be all these twists and crazy things like you see in the book that he makes, and the movies that he makes. Yeah. No, and so, you know, we're like uh, in Night Shyamalan. Yes, in Night Shyamalan. It's going to be like that. It's going to be like all these twisted things that all of a sudden, all of a sudden start connecting and we're able to understand what the hell is going on. I know. I mean, the more we talk about it, the more I feel like to fully appreciate this book, I think I need to go back and read the other books. And so we actually are you know, coming, we need to wrap this up. So if I can leave everybody with something, I would say go reread the original trilogy first and then read this so that you can have like some, maybe there's more connection you can make and maybe you can appreciate it more. And maybe we would have appreciated it more instead of us trying to remember, you know, gosh, almost 10 years ago reading these books, you know? So... I mean, I don't think that reading them is going to change how you feel about Snow at all. If anything, I feel like it may make it harder to read because you just hate him even more. Because <laughs> you've freshly read the horrible things that he's done. But, I mean, it is interesting. I know the more that we've talked about it to, like, try to tie all these things together and um, the conspiracy theories that we can create out of this. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, do you have any final thoughts on the book that you want to say? Just- don't read this thinking you're going to come out feeling good. 
Yeah, it's not a feel-good book, that's for sure. Yes, it's not a feel-good book, and you, there's, there's no hope. <laughs> there, there's no hope for Snow. He was just evil from day one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank y'all for listening in, and I hope you enjoy us. Okay. Thank y'all for listening <laughs> in, and I hope y'all join us next time. Bye. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>